Uh, hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 112 of the Big Planet Comics podcast. What? It's pretty crazy. That's a lot of episodes. Lucky 112. Is that a lucky number? It is for us. All right. Well, uh, we're here. My name is Kevin. I'm Nick. Okay, calm Whoa. down, buddy. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm amped. I'm Jared. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a couple weeks. It's been a while. Uh, and, <laughs> it's been a while. And, uh, yeah, so we're back. We're going to review a bunch of stuff. Uh, we're talk about stained um, yep. glass windows. No, that's the stained. Uh, I did listen to the Stained Glass podcast, which is Todd Glass and Scott Aukerman and Adam Scott talking about the band Stained. It was pretty good. <laughs> uh, is, there, is there a stained album called Glass? No. Oh, man. I don't That's know. That's a missed opportunity. But <laughs> actually, you know what? I don't know the names of any stained albums, so maybe. Could be. It's a possibility. Uh, uh, if, if you know the answer, uh, just, just let us know on Facebook. Yeah, just tweet us. Don't tweet us. At Big Planet Comics or tweet the singer of Stained at whatever his name is. Uh, Lane Stainley? Is that, is that the guy? <laughs> no, that's Lane Stainley. <laughs> uh, Stainley. I, I know rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, we've got a, a little bit of a weird setup today, so uh, we we forgot our table. <laughs> I'm sitting on a box. This is jury rigged um, to the max. I'm sitting at the cash register. I'm sitting on a on a on a milk crate. Yep, Nick is wearing a barrel with suspenders <laughs> on it, and he has a bindle. Do you know? Oh, do, do people Good still word. know what milk crates are? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, they put yeah. records. In yeah, them. they put their records. In them. <laughs> Your vinyls, or they put their long box CDs in them. <laughs> Long bug CDs. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what, <laughs> wow. the, that's what the kids are listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming back. They're listening to their long boxes. Uh, yeah, so this is a Big Planet Comics podcast from the long box. From the long box. To, to your ears. Straight out the long box. Straight out the long box. <laughs> uh, we are the most comprehensive comic book podcast on the internet. Prove it. We challenge, uh, prove we're not. Oh, boom. Prove we're not. Double yeah. proved. I don't listen to any other comic book podcast, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, if anybody has any suggestions to comic book podcasts that might be more comprehensive than us, hey, send them on over to podcast at bigplanetcomics.com. Uh, so what's been going on, you guys? Shaking. I have a lot. Of, so you guys you guys go first. Yeah, Nick, I have, I have like Nick a, has prepared for two weeks with a thousand I've stories. I've had a crazy two weeks. So you guys, you guys go first because I'm going to save my... Save my crazy weekend. He's going to top us so bad that we should go first. Yeah, sure. Jared, go for it. All right. I will top with a, not top, with a bad story. Uh, it had a super strong rainstorm last night, and I discovered that there's a drain right outside my room that uh, clogged up, and all the water was running down the hill, and I ended up with six inches of water outside my door, uh, which was literally shooting through the door frame because <laughs> there was so much of it, and all of my books are in boxes that were sitting on the floor. Oh, no. no. Yes, luckily they're in thick, uh, sturdy diamond comic distributor boxes. Highly recommended for the diamond, double diamond, wall protection, uh, which actually absorbed the water very well and did not let the water go through. So there was much panicking and screaming and bail- literally, I was bailing with a bucket. It oh, was geez. it was terrible. Thank and you, I, diamond. Yeah, <laughs> I was piling boxes on my bed and like throwing them in the other room. And like I found, of course, that the box on the bottom is like full of books that someone loaned me. It was a disaster, no. but almost everything was okay. Uh, it was just really stressful. Cool. That was How my about you, Kevin? party time. I didn't do anything. That no? is not true. I know you saw... Oh, you know what? We set up at... You uh, saw Godzilla and I X-Men, did, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did see some movies. Uh, also, we set up at a thing called Viva Vienna. Yes. Tell us the tales. Uh, and I didn't actually work. Kelly, who works at our Vienna store, worked there. But uh, we set better. it up. And it, I think we had a fun, successful weekend. Introduced a lot of people to the book Lumberjanes. Which was awesome. So that was fun. And because uh, that's our book that we like. Did the you? one book. We don't like any of the books we're going to yeah. review this Did week. you <laughs> eat any funnel cake at Viva Vienna? I didn't. I didn't eat anything there. I ate oh, some man. chicken on a stick. I was, oh yeah, Nick actually went there and stopped by. That's our part of my story. That's I'll one get, of Nick's I'll get to that oh, later. Oh, we're, we're spoiling the, the stories. But I did. I went and saw X Men. 
It was the best of the X Men movies. The best of yeah, X Men Days of, of Future all Past. Of them. Yeah, it still wow. wasn't that great, but it was <laughs> it was good. Um, it was definitely the best one. Yeah, I really liked Quicksilver. Yeah, he, oh, right. I thought he was a lot of fun. And then there was one particular scene with Quicksilver that was kind of a blast. Great. Uh, the there was a an after credit scene that was pretty nuts and stupid. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, it was just kind of a dumb movie. And the people that were with did, don't know anything about the X-Men. They were like, first of all, they were like, who are all these people? And then at the end, they were like, <laughs> they're like, it was Wolverine. And at the end, they were like, what? <laughs> um, and I saw Godzilla, which I really enjoyed, actually. That's so good. Yeah. I, I, there were some problems with it, but overall, there were a lot of yeah, giant definitely. monsters fighting each other. And yeah. I really enjoyed that. And the monster stuff was so good that it outweighed anything. Yeah. And I've been watching Parenthood. Do you guys watch that show? No. Oh, what, it's, which one's Parenthood? Uh, it, well, it's got Peter Krause. Uh-huh. Peter Krause is in that show. Yeah, one of the Gilmore girls. It's got Eric Dick. Erica Christensen. Uh huh. It's got Craig T. Nelson. Uh huh. It's got uh, May Whitman. Coach, wow, Coach. you know a lot about this. It's got um, uh, Lauren Graham from the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> wow. Uh, basically, it's the most rich white people show on TV. Nice. Uh, everybody like it's on that a sh- show about rich people, or it's rich more with than white na- people. More uh, than nine hundred two one zero. It is rich with white people. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, it's teeming with white people. Uh, yeah, everybody has really funny white people jobs. Uh, <laughs> like one of the people, one of the people run a recording studio. Yep. And then the other one's a lawyer. Yep. And then one of them is a ballet dancer. Oh boy! Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's it's not good. But I watched five seasons. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. I've been it's a ringing endorsement. As always, I'm writing lots of comics. Working on secret projects. Yeah, working on secret projects yeah, that I can't talk about that have killer bats in them. <laughs> so I guess I talked about it a little bit. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, you'll hear more about that in the future. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, my Bravest Warriors comic comes out in three weeks. What? what? Yeah, so I'm really excited wow. about that. Yeah, crazy. Check it out. The Impossible Bear special. We'll review it on this podcast. I'm going to give my story a good review. (laughs) (laughs) You like where this writer's coming from. Must buy. And I had a comic come out. Wild Ocean. Oh, Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. So uh, uh, Wild Ocean is uh, an educational graphic novel about the ocean. And I wrote, <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote a story in it about the atolls of the Maldives. Wow! And uh, drawn by I Paulina. They're doing poorly. They, yeah, they're not doing so great over there. Oh, but uh, yeah, um, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, Paulina Ganesho did the art on it. And she's a, she's so good. good. Never she's heard my of her. comics partner in crime. Does all our podcast pictures and yep. stuff. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I don't know. Oh, uh, speaking of uh, throwback movies, did I tell you guys I saw Captain America finally number two? No, nice. did you like it? It was the best. It's so it's good, so right? Very it was good. So good. I How about that Arnim Zola. Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, too. whoa, 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 whoa! Nah. I haven't seen it yet. Oh wait, yeah, if wait, anybody's wait. listening to this podcast, I mean, yeah. it's been over two months. Yeah. Is anybody listening to this podcast? Yeah, probably. Sure, crickets. I know <laughs> at least one guy. Crickets are listening to this podcast. Yeah. I know several I people are. They just don't bother to send us questions. You guys should send us questions. Hey, send those questions to podcast at bigplanetcomics.com or send them to our Twitter on Twitter on Twitter. <laughs> uh, it's our name. Oh yeah, so let's it's see. our name. Let's let me think of what I. All do. right, so yeah, are so you going to do this in like least exciting to most awesome, or like sequentially? I'll just go sequentially. So last that week, seems like a lot of pressure. Last no, weekend, I was wa- I was watching a uh, I was house sitting. Okay, yeah. great. You guys want to do some news? Yep. <laughs> so basically, I had a party for like two days. Um, so that was pretty fun. I got pretty. So you house sit okay. for some poor friends and just trash their house? Oh like, no, they just have parties party because they have a party house. Their their backyard is a uh, an outdoor bar. So that was pretty nice. It's a bouncy castle. <laughs> wow. That was pretty awesome. So that weekend was pretty fun. But this weekend, man, I don't even know where to start. So, all right. So Friday night, I, uh, what was that? What did I do on Friday night? Last Monday Friday night? night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The Friday night that just passed by. So I went to uh, my friend's birthday party, which was at a bar. Oh, happy birthday. And I, uh, I drank there for a long time. And then, um, 
I was with my my girlfriend's cousins, uh, and one of them had to wait to pick up this girl at four a.m. So I went to my parents' house and drank in the front lawn for four until four a.m. Uh, and then I went to work Saturday morning. <laughs> uh, Saturday night, straight from work, I went to another birthday party, which was for one of my cousins. Uh, we had to leave there early because we had to meet my uh, girlfriend's cousin at a strip club. And we went to the strip club, and we hung out with a Russian stripper who was very nice. And we hung out with her for a few hours. And then she was like, I got to go dance. And it was it was kind of awkward, but I gave her, <laughs> I gave her a bunch of money. Uh, and then I woke up, and I didn't do anything for a little bit. I just Were you missing a kidney? played some Batman video games. And then I went to Viva Vienna. Ah, yes. Um, and then I went to see Neighbors. Which was pretty good. And then I went uh, and had a bonfire in the woods until 4 a.m. <laughs> and then I woke up, uh, went back to work, and then went back to, to in the middle of nowhere, saw X-Men first class, had another party, and then came back to work on Tuesday. <laughs> and it was I, a crazy weekend. I picture all of these as you waking up in a strip club or in an alley or in the middle of the woods. That's how you, your story came across. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. Uh, most of it involved a lot of drinking. That sounds eventful. It, it does. Eventful. I, that was in the three days. Yeah, how are you holding up there? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're all tired. Yes, yes, we are. We all had a busy Wednesday this week, which was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Busy busy comic book store times. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Is that all you did? Just those things? Just those That's things. It. All right. Well, let's do some news then. This just in, hot off the presses, Miles Morales, the ultimate Spider-Man, is joining the all-new X-Men. Bendis notes that this is real. (laughs) All-new X-Men and ultimate Spider-Man writer, Beckham Bendis, posted in a cover... Posted, he posted a cover by him and artist Sarah Pacelli welcoming wait, Miles Morales to the Back, back on Michael Bendis? <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, so Brian Michael Bendis posted a cover by Sarah Pacelli welcoming Miles Morales to the all-new X-Men. And it's kind of a tribute to an old um, X-Men cover where it's like, welcome to the X-Men. I hope you survive the experience. Was it him in his Ultimate Spider-Man costume? Yeah. Oh, okay. Which is really weird. I don't know what it means. There was no further explanation. Um... I don't know if it's the Miles Morales from Ultimate Universe or if it is the Miles Morales of the Marvel Universe. Because there is one in the Marvel Universe, just we haven't seen him, right? Yeah, yeah they yeah. said that in the end of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I feel like this will be part of the uh, Spider-Verse crossover. Oh. oh. I think that'll be the thing. Well, that's cool. That makes sense. That makes it way less interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he gets stuck here. Yeah, maybe he'll get stuck here. Yeah, uh, just like, take that ultimate like, universe. I mean, that the all new X Men is all about people getting stuck here, stuck, true, stuck out of time and place. And then the next thing is two kind of big news things. I'll start with the smaller one, which is uh, Drew Goddard has left Marvel's Daredevil series. He was supposed to direct uh, a few episodes, including the first one, but um, he's been replaced by Stephen Knight, who's another uh, you know showrunner. But the the good news is that uh, Goddard is still sticking around. As kind of um, a producer, but he, it you know, it suggests that he has been busy because he's working on the Sinister Six movie. So sure, which is people are, are people excited about that? I, just, I didn't know I there was. No, I don't think so, I am. Amazing no. Spider-Man Two was like it was good, but the worst thing about it was the villains. So yeah, so know. like the stuff that's interesting in the Spider-Man movies is the relationship between. Peter Parker and the ladies. Yeah, or just one lady. But uh, yeah. so there won't be any of that. 
So yeah, I don't know. So I, yeah, mean, we'll I, I do like Drew Goddard though. Uh, Cabin in the Woods was pretty great. I like Maybe the Sinister, the Sinister Six. Six. I'll try and go on dates with Gwen Stacy. I feel like the Sinister Six are going to be good guys in this movie, and Oscorp is going to be the bad guy. Maybe, Which but so. then but then they would have to be the villains. Yeah, they would, why they'd they become villains like... again at the end. I don't know because the next movie would have to be like them. You know. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. And the other more saddening, really saddening news was that uh, Edgar Wright uh, left the Ant Man movie. Where'd he go? It's pretty sad. He's he's not working on it anymore. They had kind of uh, creative differences on the movie. And wow, really? Yeah, I heard some gone. stuff that didn't sound great. Like what? And like he, uh, basically, what I heard was Edgar Wright had been working on the script for eight years, right? Uh, because he was brought on. You know, right. I think they started this A project when Iron Man first came yeah, out. Yeah, wow. Uh, and that was like two thousand five now or something like mm-hmm. that. But anyway, uh, and then they. He sent the script off for notes, and it ended up that Kevin Feig, who runs uh, all the Marvel movies, had had been working on his own script oh, for wow. Ant-Man. And the script that Edgar Wright got back was Kevin Feig's script. Wow. And, and this is all hearsay, but uh, this is what I heard. <laughs> and uh, and then I guess Edgar Wright wasn't too happy about that. I think it's unfortunate, because I think Edgar Wright would have made a fun movie. But also, you know, Edgar Wright will make other movies. I think the problem may have been that Edgar Wright has a very specific style and vision right that they tried to kind of edit it to fit into the marvel universe and that he just didn't like it he was just like yeah, yeah. this weird. isn't my movie anymore you know this is like because they were like you have to have uh, him talk about captain america or right. have him kind of have shield in it or something you know and like, i think he, he usually probably has pretty free reign with what he does right. in his movies so um i think it's you know it's understandable i guess uh but, but last thing i heard was that they're still using his script though oh well that's good so i don't know huh. But is it his script or this other one? <laughs> yeah, right. I think it's his script. Um, yeah, so that stinks, but Edgar Wright will go and make another movie, and it'll be really good. Yeah. yeah. And hey, man, could still be good. I don't know who's directing The Marvel now. movies in general have been pretty solid, I yeah. feel like. so. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. This yeah. could be it. All right. Well, I guess that's it for news. We do have some signings coming up. Uh, Jared, you like to talk about those? I do. Uh, we've got the one on Saturday, this Saturday, from 4 to 6 at our Washington, D.C. store. This Saturday? This Saturday. May 31st? Why, yes, young Nick. Assuming nice. you're listening to this in the two days before that. Let's line. do it right now. Excited. Don't listen to it tomorrow. Assuming I remember to upload this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Box Brown and Pat Olicio will be coming. Uh, Box, of course, has got his new book, Andre the Giant, Life and Legend, which I think hit number eight on the graphic novel bestseller list on the New York Times. Something ridiculous. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. Sick. And uh, Pat has his new uh, one he just published for his Yeah Dude comics line, which is called Stoner Alien, which we will mention later. Yep. Uh, And a bunch of their old stuff, too, as well. Uh, They'll be, yeah, 4-6 DC. Then June uh, 21st is Free RPG Day, and June 25th, we're having another signing at our Bethesda store. Uh, David Lasky will be in for his The Carter Family uh, biography. And then Friday, July 4th, uh, is our 28th anniversary, so we're having a big party sale. Our 20th anniversary? 28th. Oh. Old school, 86. Yeah, and we'll figure out some fun stuff for that, we'll let you guys know what what that's going to end up being. Yep, and we've got some more people probably coming August-ish, September-ish, which we'll announce soon. And then SPX in September. Oh, boy. One yep. of those people is really awesome. Yep. Do I know about this? Nope. No. Oh, okay. Well, let's, exciting. let's hurry up and finish this podcast. Nobody sent us any questions this week. Send us questions. I've got a question. No questions. I've got a question. <laughs> what is it? Um, did you see the Wolverine? Yeah. Yeah. James what, Mangold, what the Wolverine? That, what did that scene <laughs> at the end have anything to do with A Day's Future Past? 
Oh, where they're remember. walking through the airport? Yeah. The security they walk through the airport, and then, like, everybody freezes, and then Professor X come out, and he's like, I'm still alive. And Wolverine's like, what? And then he's like, Magneto's here, too. And he's like, let's go do something. And they show a sentinel on the screen, and they leave. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> guess that ends. doesn't have anything to do with anything. I guess, I guess you could say that after that scene, they... Um, I'm going to answer my own question. <laughs> that that they, they went to fight sentinels, and they failed. <laughs> Wow, and then the, the the future became very bleak, <laughs> and then they were like, "Let's somebody somebody back in the time." So they 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 got Wolverine, and it just went terribly wrong. Yeah, because nothing happens in the present day in Days of Future Past. No, it's all in the future. Yeah, which I, yeah, I guess that's what happens. Hey, good. But work. also, somebody else mentioned. So at the end of uh, X Men: The Last Stand, Professor X is in like somebody else's body. He's like, "I'm here." What? He wakes up in, like, uh, somebody else's body who's in a coma, right? Maybe, the, oh, the kid, like, uh, Striker's son or whatever. How did He's I like, blank here, that right? out? Because it makes no well, sense. I mean, not to spoil Days of Future Past too much, but the whole point of this movie was to erase X-Men <laughs> 3 from the timeline. No, but the funniest thing is, so, so somebody else wrote about this, and they were like, so did he take over this guy's body, and then they, they gave him plastic surgery to look like Professor Xavier, <laughs> and then they broke his legs? <laughs> Oh, boy. I was like, I guess that's what happened. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. None of these movies make sense, but that's all right because they're all erased. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Cool. And Days of Future Past was pretty okay. It was pretty good. Yeah. No, it was good. Yeah, it was all I'd right. I'd say it was solid. Um, solid B+. Plus. Hey, and you know what? If we like this Quicksilver, that guy that was really crappy in Godzilla is going to be the Quicksilver the Avengers movie. Oh, man. <laughs> um, all right. Also, uh, the guy that was Quicksilver in this movie was Kick-Ass's friend in Kick-Ass. Really? Oh, weird. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And also, the husband and wife in Godzilla are going to play twins. Oh, yeah. They're playing Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in the Avengers. Yep. All right. So, you know, Godzilla's part <laughs> I mean, of the Marvel you know, Universe. It's the same thing. Hey, Marvel used to have the Godzilla license. So... I don't know oh, if... Yeah. The, will they have that incest stuff in there? Probably not. No, I hope not. If it's based on, like, <laughs> the Ultimates or... Do you think there's going to be incest in Avengers 3? I seriously doubt it. <laughs> I'm not likely. Um, no. All right. So nobody sent us any questions. If you guys do have questions, though, you can send those to podcast at com, or you can tweet at BigPlanetComics or you can send us a mail through the mail or you can ask us in person. But just send us questions. We like to answer questions. It's a fun part of the podcast. Yeah. Or if you could do pigeons, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, you could just do a pigeon. I would be just <laughs> blown out of my mind. If a pigeon showed up with a note tied to its leg yeah, oh, and man. said, I have a question for the podcast. If any of you guys want to do a pigeon, Nick's into it. <laughs> I'm into <laughs> it, too. That's amazing. Um, yeah, so you can also do that, I guess. <laughs> All right, uh, we do have some reviews, though, so you guys want to do those? Man, why not? Let's yes. We love comics. They're swell. Except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right. Up first this week, we have a new book from Fanagraphics called The Amateurs. This is written and drawn by Connor uh, Stuschult. I'm going to assume that's right. Uh, sure. <laughs> Steck Schultz. Oh, Steck Schultz. Sure. Steck uh, Okay, let's... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Connor. Yep. So one of those. And then, uh, yeah, this is a book about, oh my God, what is it? It's about a couple of butchers that go insane. They go on like some kind of bender or something. Something happens to them and they wake up and they don't remember the night before. I think I know what happens to them. It's kind of laid out in the book, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. But as you go along, maybe if you're smarter than me, you oh, okay. the book. Well, um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, there's there's kind of some crazy stuff. There are flashes of these rituals that are going on at this river, and then, uh, but the main story is about these two butchers that wake up. They can't remember who they are or what they do, but they know that they're butchers. And these women come in uh, and they <laughs> want to get some meat, and then these guys are just like basically 
killing themselves and chopping off parts of their yeah, bodies. They're like, they're like come and, back in an hour and we'll have some meat. And they go out back and they're like, there's a cow, there's a pig. How do we kill these things? I don't know. And it all remember. goes horribly, yeah, horribly it's, wrong. It's... Uh, There's a part where somebody tries to grab a pig with a rake. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't it's quite really say gross. it's torture porn, but there is grotesque mutilation throughout this yeah. in a very humorous way. Yeah, but it it's was like disgusting. it's like really darkly funny. Like, yes. You know, come back in an hour. We're grinding up some meat. Oh, there's teeth in this meat. Oh, my teeth fell out. Like, yeah. Oh. Just like craziness. It's really gross. But if you like gross stuff, uh, I feel like the it's a really interesting book. Yeah. Definitely. <clears throat> I mean, uh, it's got like sort of an alternate storyline of those rituals and like this girl writing in her diary. And, the, yeah. The well, that all ties directly tie, yeah. into what's happening with these guys. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I just fixed Nick's microphone. Can you guys tell? Can, did you fix it? Yeah, it oh, sounds yeah. so much better. Nice. Yeah, look at that. Um, yeah. I had you set to like a, a, you were a guitar. Nice. <laughs> That's how uh, it plays. Uh, yeah, so uh, like it's it's a crazy book. I'm trying to think of what it even reminds me of. Um, it's very unique. maybe uh, you know like, but the level of grossness kind of reminds me of like uh, Josh Simmons, like Furry Trap and stuff like oh, that. Right. Yeah, but uh, it's it's kind of a little bit deeper than that. At the same time, I thought it was a cool story. Yeah, I really liked it's it. Great. Yeah, uh, definitely worth checking out. It did creep me out. Like I didn't enjoy reading parts of it, but I loved the story. Yeah, it creeped me out too, and I loved that about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Up next, we've got uh, Brass Sun Number One. So this is uh, written by Ian Edginton, who wrote um. Uh, did he write New Dead Guardians? Yep. Yep. Did he? Yep. Or was w- that? With INJ Colbard. Yeah. Yeah, that was him. And uh, Maybe. that wasn't Dan Abnett? No. Oh, it was Dan Abnett. Was it? Yep. Yeah. They did Leviathan. <laughs> did they do Leviathan? They did. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, Ian Edgington yeah. wrote Leviathan and he wrote um, Kingdom of the Wicked. Yeah. And most of those were with Israeli. But... Yeah, Scarlet Traces. But so he's doing this book with INJ Colbard, who's drawn a bunch of stuff, including um, all the Lovecraft adaptations and the Sherlock Holmes adaptations and New Dead Guardians. And yep. Celeste. <clears throat> oh, and Celeste, which we're also going to review today. Uh, and this is uh, Bresson is a story about uh, <laughs> Jared. What is this about? <clears throat> this is largely about heresy and how you should figure out how the universe works and get burned at the stake for it. Uh, it's is that a, what it's about? about the, partly. Yeah, that's the moral. You should get burned at the stake. Well, if you figure out what's going on. But yeah, basically, it's a weird science fiction slash fantasy world uh, where the church is the uh, orthodoxy, the religious order, is very convinced that uh, the universe uh, works according to giant gears. It's like the old idea of the ordered universe. And so the idea is that everything's on the gears and on pivots and all the planets are connected and everything's going swell, even though there's clearly evidence that the the you know the winter's getting worse and people are crops are failing and stuff. And there's an, a guy who used to be a bishop in this church and found out that there is evidence that in fact the gears of the world are slowing down and that the heat is starting to go away and things are getting worse. Um, and he's quit and he's now off and he's kind of a heretical guy and he's got his granddaughter, who uh, yeah basically everything starts falling apart. And one of the twists is that, in fact, this world is on a giant gear shaft. Yeah, the the, the dad is like, I'm going to die. Here's some stuff you need to his daughter. He's like, here, you need this and this and go try to save yourself. And um, this is all part of my plan. And, uh, yeah, she finds out, yeah, they're inside of, like, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Like kind a of mechanical like, system. Like of... when you built, like, a solar system yeah, model, uh, model like in, 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 in high school or, or elementary school. They're inside one of those, and everybody lives in the planets. And now she's in the kind of places in between, like the stuff that holds all the planets. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Super inventive. 
Yeah, I thought the best thing about this was they did a really good job of setting up this world. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of the worlds in like the Sweet and Peters, uh, yep. like Leaning Girl, all the, what is it, Obscure Cities. cities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of, um, it's like steampunk, but it's not steampunk, which is good because yeah. I don't like steampunk. Yeah. Uh, it, but it is like a lot of uh, sort of gears and things like that and cogs. Yeah, but, and then uh, a robot shows up with a human face on yeah, it. Yeah, which is pretty nuts. But uh, yeah, I think Colbard's art does a really good job. He has a really clean art style. Yep. And uh, I think it does a really good job of just showing this world. I think he's gotten... He just keeps getting better. Yeah, he's so one of my favorite artists right yeah. now, man. He's uh, great. His stuff, I felt like, used to be a little stiff, and, like, his staging was a little stiff, too, but I feel like more and more it's getting looser. He, he almost looks a little like Guy Davis in this. Yeah. Uh, in a really awesome way. And, uh, yeah, it's a cool book. This was originally published in 2000 AD, and they're doing it now in comic form, which I think is pretty interesting, because uh, nobody reads 2000 AD, because right. it's really expensive to buy here, well, and a I lot of it is not great. preview for number two. Yeah, yeah, looks pretty uh, awesome. Crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I would uh, highly recommend this, yes. especially if yes. you're just looking for something new that's not, you know, it's like we all know image books are good when they yeah. come out, but yep. this is uh, a company trying something a little bit different, and it's great, and it's great. Um, by the way, did you did you guys read Midas Flesh number six? Yes. Oh not my yet. god, it was so. Oh no, really? Good. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so many things happened. In it. So many things happened in it. Uh, all right, up next we have Doctor Specter, Master of the Occult. This is written by Mark Wade. Who wrote um, Daredevil? He wrote it at some point. And Kingdom Come. And uh, this is drawn by Kingdom Come. Mark Wade? No, he did. Yeah, he did. Right? I, th- I was thinking of Astro City. Or is that Kerpusiak? I know. Kerpusiak. I get that mixed Astro up a City. lot. But Mark <laughs> no, Wade wrote Kingdom Wade, Come. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the art in this is by Neil Edwards, uh, who I don't know. <laughs> he draws stuff. Yeah, he draws stuff. But anyway, Dr. Spectre. So, Dr. Spectre is basically kind of a. TV reality show personality slash vampire occult warrior. So it's this weird mix where he will like, I'm going to go fight a vampire, but they film it as a TV show. And he clearly has actual powers, but he's also kind of a debunker of some things. So it's like Monster Hunters, except he actually kills monsters. Yes, on TV. (laughs) Um, But it's kind of a mix of him doing like these very dramatic, high profile, like, I'm going to fight a vampire. And then like, and that used up all of our budget. Let's go harass like, you know, street vendors who are selling charms. Yeah. So So like like a whole season of like, we're going to find this vampire. Right. And he's hunting them around. But then he's also like, and here's a charlatan, uh, you know mystic or right. fortune teller yeah so he debunks and yeah. things um and then uh he realizes that there's much more magic in the world than he thought and he's kind of in trouble but a lot of it is like his uh the kind of support staff on his tv show and kind of like his relationships with him and that he'll go do these very dramatic things and have this huge emotional collapse afterwards and kind of fall apart and go into this huge depressive state so it's like his producer and like a new assistant the producer hires to kind of be like his I don't know. What do you call those people who just, like, take care of people? A PA. A PA, yes. Basically, a PA for him to, like, make sure his life is on track and then he's showing up for the interviews and everything. And uh, then there's a really bad I'm gonna, event I'm when say the mystic shows I'm up. I'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler here. All right. What you got? Uh, so something really crazy happens in this where there's a robot that shows up that has the powers of all the other dynamite whatever this line is called yeah so basically the gold key characters so yeah so it's, it's got like the powers of solar turok and magnus robot fighter and well all i three was like of them wait what kind of show up in a vision yeah when the fortune teller is talking or the mystic seance whatever she is yeah so that kind of threw me like i feel like some of these lines are tied together unnecessarily and that was definitely one where i was like so i think this is the only that. book that's going to tie all of them together in some way we'll see 
Yeah, but, I can see Turok having a little bit to do with this stuff too. Yeah. Well, and Magnus, Turok have these is kind definitely of, mentioned. Yeah, um, I I thought like uh, I thought Jared's description of what was happening in this book to me was a little bit more interesting than the actual book itself. They should hire me to write this thing. Um, I don't know. I just I I felt like the execution wasn't that great. Yeah. I felt like it could have been maybe to, like with the subject matter. I felt like it could have been maybe a little funnier. Huh. Crazy. Yeah, I thought it was okay. <laughs> uh yeah exactly i thought it was okay i didn't have yeah. a lot of problems with it, but it, it just but, yeah, didn't, it didn't a, really grab a, me a decent book i think magnus of all the books of this new line is still the best well what happens at the fun. end is pretty crazy though yeah but i don't like that though oh really that's like my least favorite thing about this i feel like it takes away and it makes it like this is a book about these other books which is not as interesting that's as what i mean i felt like about. the connections was unnecessary yeah but. i don't know Yep. Okay. Well, well whatever. Uh, up, <laughs> up next, we've got uh, The Lizard Laughed by Noah Van Skyver. So this is a, a new comic from Oily, uh, who published... Uh, we've talked about their stuff before, like Teen Creeps yeah. and... Uh, Love Sucker and... Yeah, uh, a bunch of stuff. Cutaway? Yeah. And uh, this this book's a little bit different. It's a little bit bigger, a little bit more expensive. It's not one of the tiny dollar books. So it's a little bit more of a fleshed out story. Yep. But basically, it's about uh, this guy that lives in New Mexico who uh he's hanging out and drinking with a friend of his talking about how he um basically abandoned his family <laughs> yeah. his wife and son when they were nine and his son is coming to visit <laughs> and it's uh and then it's a story about basically his son coming uh to hang out with him in new mexico and them trying to connect with each other and not really connecting at all nope. and then uh it ends on a really dark note <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh it's short but it's uh, I thought pretty effective but for so being sweet. Yeah. what it what it was, and uh, yeah, I think that's about it. It's you know I think it reminded me the most of uh, like an issue of Stray Bullets. Yeah, I can yeah, see that. It's kind of this like slice of life story yeah. that's like very bleak, yeah, <laughs> nihilistic kind of. But uh, but I thought it was really well done. Uh, Van Skyver's art is great. Uh, it's you just kind of have to see it to see if you like yeah. it. But I I love it, and uh, yeah, I just I recommend it. So it's good. Great. Yep, that is the lizard laughed. All right. Uh, up next, we have MPH number one. This is written by Mark Millar, who Neil wrote Patrick Harris. Uh, yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, this is written by Mark Millar, who wrote um, that book where uh, Aunt May and Uncle Ben had sex. What was that called? Trouble. Yeah, Trouble. Trouble. Yeah. Trouble. And uh, the he wrote art- some Superman Adventures of Superman comics. Yep, he did. And uh, the art in this is by Duncan Figredo, who drew um, a lot of Hellboy things. Yep, and also uh, Kill Your Boyfriend and. A bunch of things. A bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, so this is about a drug that gives people superpowers. So the first start to this is in 86. Some guy was on this drug called MPH, hence the title. Basically, Neil Patrick Harris? Meal Patrick Harris. <laughs> yeah. uh, it basically turns him into the Flash. He can run super fast, and uh, they end up capturing him, and that's the end of superpowers. Until uh, in the current time, there's a very low-level uh, drug dealer who gets uh, arrested. It's a very optimistic fellow. Gets sent to jail. And eventually ends up trying this new drug, which is MPH, back on the market and quickly realizes that now he can either move so fast that it seems like everything's standing still around him or... He's like Quicksilver in the yeah. new X-Men movie. <laughs> oh, boy. You guys are selling that movie to me. Uh, but, yeah. And so, basically, he has this point of view that he's like, if everything goes... You know, I'll try real hard and everything will go well for me. And then everything's going badly for him. And he's like, you know... I'm just going to be a supervillain, and he escapes. Yeah, and the thing they kind of say at the beginning was is uh, is a narration by the the first guy who took MPH. Yeah, and he's like uh, he's saying basically, 
I was the first case of this until 30 years later when there was the biggest crime spree in the history of humanity. So they're yep. kind of setting that up as as what's about to happen in this. This low-level punk is going places. Yeah. So this is kind of a Mark Millar book that's kind of between his more extreme stuff and yeah. uh, something like Starlight. Yeah. So far. Uh, yeah, I think got, it's it's got a little bit more of a kind of heart and personality to it superhero vibe and yeah. not just you know it's not, not as cynical nihilistic as, as like yeah. uh, nemesis or kick-ass uh, I, I thought it was a good first issue yeah i like uh, it. I, I love fagredo's art yeah, his art is great it's it's uh <clears throat> you know it's like duncan fagredo <laughs> and this doesn't feel as much of a thing where he was like oh we can make this into a movie although you know yeah it's still kind of it feels it. like it could be made into a movie but not sure, no but... not anymore because of quicksilver <laughs> Uh, well, they're like it'll be exactly the same. Yeah, true. Because there's scenes in this that are exactly like that. That's scene. true. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I thought it was a good first issue. I yeah. think I think Millar's doing better stuff right now with this and Starlight. So uh, we'll see where it goes. I was definitely getting a little tired of his more cynical stuff. Even yeah. Jupiter's Legacy, I don't love. But uh, God, Jupiter's Legacy is great. But it's so cyn- like it's, it's very just, cynical. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought this was a good first issue and definitely worth checking out. Yep. Cool. Uh, <laughs> we're blasting through them this week, you guys. We're tired. Uh, up next, we've got Nightbreed number one. This is written by Mark Andreco, who wrote Manhunter mm-hmm. and is uh, currently writing Batwoman. Right? I think. I think so. Uh, mm-hmm. And yes. <clears throat> and the art in this is by uh, Piotr Kowalski, who is the artist of Sex and Marvel Knights Hulk. And it's got David Cronenberg in it. Does it? No. But the movie Nightbreed does. <laughs> oh, uh, well, this is based on a Clive Barker thing. Uh, a book, uh, think. Yeah, sure. Also a movie. And this is about demons With and prostitutes. The movie has David Cronenberg <laughs> in it. Like um, you do. Yeah, so Nightbreed, uh, I was super into the movie when I was uh, a teenager. It's got like this dude that looks like MacGyver in it. I don't even remember what his name was in the movie. Richard Dean Anderson. Was it Richard <laughs> Dean Anderson? No. <laughs> so this guy, you know, finds this underworld and it's full of all sorts of monsters that worship this ancient god who is actually real. Um... But this comic is about kind of these these I don't even know how to describe them. They're kind Monsters. of they're almost like mutants. They're just like these abominations. These kind of like creatures that kind of have powers. They're they're more monstrous though. Um, you know, some of them they can transfer their powers by biting people, sort of like vampires and stuff. But um, yeah, they're kind of an ancient secret society of of uh, creatures, and they worship this god. Um, and this goes through diff- two different time periods. One of them is kind of, they're all in the past. Like yeah, one's in, one is way in the past. 19th um, century and one's like in the 1940s. Yeah. And one involves two, um, two people running away from kind of, uh, a group of people hunting them down and, um, they get involved in a monster attack. And the other story is about a man going to see a prostitute, <laughs> a senator going to see a, a monstrous senator going to prostitute. see a, a monstrous prostitute. And, um, I, not too much happens in this, but I, I definitely liked it. I liked the tone of it, and I liked, I liked that it wasn't super. I don't know, Clive Barker. It wasn't like, I mean, there was definitely some gore and violence and stuff, but there definitely seemed to be kind of a story and a tone there that was very interesting. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I thought it was it too. Yeah. I thought it was a good setup. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought the art was decent, and it's, I think it's, it's an like- interesting. Kind of like they're different kinds of monsters than what yeah. you usually see. It's yeah. not just vampires and werewolves and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. they're kind know. of like a monster version of mutants. Like you know, they're outcasts of society, but they're more like like actual like so like Morlocks. Yeah, yeah. sort of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, they're very much like Morlocks. They live in like sewers. And stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought it was good though. I, I'll, I'll be curious to see where it goes. Me too. Yeah, mostly I loved it because I love. Piotr Kowalski, who's the artist. He does sex, which is one of my favorite comics. Hey, we all do sex. All right. Um, do we? 
uh, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> up up next, we've got Ordinary Number One. Uh, this is a new book from Titan, which is a British publisher. They're starting to do some more sort of floppy monthly comics. Yep, they're going to do Doctor Who, written by our friend Nick Abadzis. So that should be pretty cool. But this is written by Rob Williams, uh, who's written a few st- things, a few songs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he wrote. Uh, I'm pretty sure he wrote The Authority for a little while, maybe. Or is that Robbie Morrison? I get confused. No, he's the one that sang that song where he there's that video. Oh, that song that's like, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> where he's like uh, dancing around DJ something. Uh, oh, yeah. It's Pam. Uh, one week. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, anyway, and the art in this is by Disraeli, who we uh, actually discussed and gave a bunch of the list of his credits earlier. He's great. Uh, he's yeah. So this I'm is about a, a, a guy named Michael who is kind of like kind of like a schlub. Yeah, uh, nothing Sad is sack. He's yeah. your typical schmuck. Yeah, nothing is going right in his life. Uh, he owes money to some bad people. Yep, and uh, as you know, and just like he's just a guy that where just bad stuff happens to him all the time. So uh, basically, he's uh, in a, an old person's home. Right? Is that where he is? Or no, sorry, his friend is a plumber. Yep. And he's visiting his friend, and his friend is helping out this woman who's an old lady. And then all of a sudden, she turns into a young woman, and then she turns into a child, and then she turns into a baby, and then she disappears. Yeah. And then uh, he finds out that his friend has also turned into a bear, and actually everybody in the world is getting superpowers. Yeah, everybody in the or bear. Mutating everybody or changing the or something. Everybody yeah. in the world has, has had some kind of crazy metamorphosis, except for him. Um, yeah, like like you said, his friend just turns into a bear. It's not like they all get superpowers. His friend just turns into a bear. Yeah, a talking that's bear. a superpower. I guess. Yeah. yeah, he turns into a talking bear. Somebody just turns into a melting blob. Um, somebody just gets really big. Some guy turns into King Midas. The old lady, kind of like stuff. you said, just disappears into nothing. Yeah. So it's like everybody gets kind of unfortunate powers. But yeah, but the thing is, it's everybody except him. Yeah. Yep. Um, and He's the only ordinary man and, in the world of magics. And, uh, yeah, and then that's pretty much what happens in the first issue. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, he meets up again with the guys that are shaking him down for money, but now they've turned into one, the three guys have turned into, like, one giant, or the two guys have turned into one giant guy with yeah. two heads. Uh, so that kind of stuff. I thought it was an interesting premise, just the idea of, instead of, like, a one person getting powers, it's like everybody in the world yeah, becomes like, special, like except for this president, one guy. Like, all of his thoughts start becoming visible, so everyone knows what a terrible, like... You know, two-faced politician he is, and there's some really clever. Yeah, there's like a guy who can who's got the Midas touch, and he can turn himself into gold. And I don't know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I thought it was a fun book. I thought they they were really playful with the powers they gave people. And Disraeli's art is always fantastic. So good. Yeah, I love it. It's and, one of my favorites. Yeah, it was good stuff. That is ordinary number one. Yes. All right, up next we've got Celeste. This is a new graphic novel. Uh, by the aforementioned INJ Colbard, the difference here is he wrote and drew this. What? Yep. Is this the first thing that he's written? That I know of. I mean, yeah, the earliest that I've seen published stuff over here. Britain, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Celeste is a book about uh, basically everybody in the world disappearing except for a select group of people. Yep. And then it's kind of about the choices. All, all these people have big choices they have to make in their lives. Yeah. And it's kind of about that. It's basically these three, it follows three storylines. Sometimes it's like three separate panels on a page or following the three storylines at the same time. So you're kind of either focusing on one person or doing them all kind of in sequence, which is a really interesting contrast. But there's a Japanese kid who's about to commit suicide. There's an albino woman in London who's just dealing with, like, all the pressures of trying to fit into a society that kind of rejects her based on how she looks. And then there's kind of this guy who's stuck in traffic in L.A. who's 
is he a FBI guy or insurance guy? I can't honestly remember what his job was. He's like an FBI agent. FBI he agent. just got yeah. he just gets gets a call that's like, oh, we have to tell you something about your wife, and right. then it gets and cut that's off. That's when everybody starts disappearing, so he doesn't know what happened to his wife. So, and then all these three people are kind of dealing with what happens after everyone disappears, except for one or two people. So, the FBI guy finds a man locked in the trunk of a car, stuck in traffic. Uh, the albino woman finds another woman that she makes a real quick connection with, and they start running around the city. You know, like, what could you do if there was nothing stopping you and you could do whatever you wanted? And uh, the Japanese kid kind of... Finds a lot of yokai. Yeah, connects with all the Japanese monsters that are still alive. Yeah. And uh, and the oni who are killing everyone. Yeah, so that goes into a really awesome, like, sword fight battles and stuff. So it's a really interesting contrast of styles and... But they, yeah, they're all kind of dealing with life choices, and it's all very kind of philosophical. Yeah, um, yeah, and like and, representational. And or I thought uh, that was what was cool and kind of made it different than a lot of the stories you yeah. read, like this. Like <clears throat> as opposed to, I mean, there's a huge external conflict in this, but it's all the internal things that are going yeah, on with yeah. these people that end up being really important. And you kind of find out about what was going on in their lives and how that relates to these situations that they're in when everybody else disappears. Yeah, and uh, it kind of shows a path of how you know everything can maybe get back to normal yeah it's 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 a lot about their personality but the main like the the plot is kind of more obtuse than 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 we probably are surreal made. even yeah it's yeah. very kind of like what is happening how is this happening what's happening now like is this real is this not but most of it is about them kind of dealing with their problems which yeah. is, is pretty interesting yeah. i thought it was good and i thought the i thought it was done in a very poetic kind of way yeah uh i think yeah like jared said uh you know they do interesting things with panel layouts and uh Colbard's art it's like even better than usual in this yeah. it's just like he's just <laughs> yeah. doing a lot more than he usually does because i think he's excited Unleashed. to visually yeah. tell the story you know yeah. and uh yeah i thought it was a really well done graphic novel and uh it kind of stuck with me after i finished it i thought it was yeah. I thought it was great and i think uh he must be the hardest working man in comics he at this puts point. out I mean, so much stuff yeah, yeah between that and brass sun and he does like uh he does like one or two graphic novels a year one or two for graphic the other novels companies. for the um the hp lovecraft stuff all and the time the sherlock holmes, and, the sherlock and, holmes yeah. stuff yeah and, it was, you know but the thing i think is also, so many of those Sherlock Holmes things came out at the same time. I wonder how long they were coming out in the right. UK before they I don't all think made it, it was over that here. far back. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. And he's doing New Dead Guardians. Uh, yeah. It's like all these things are kind of working at the same time. Like yeah. we've had so much of his content in the last like year. Hey, yeah. I and J Colbert, modern day Jack Kirby. He's great. <laughs> if you are listening, I and J Colbert, let us know. How much you do in a year? How many comics you write in a year and draw in a year? Yeah, or in a day. It seems like an insane amount. Yep, one a day. One a day, one comic a day. <laughs> All right, uh, we got one more book this week, but it's a good one. This is Trees Number One, by this is written by Warren Ellis, and uh, and uh, drawn by Jason Howard. And um, what's going on, Jared? What are you pointing at? Yeah, two comics. Oh yeah. Also, we got Stoner Alien. <laughs> let's, let's review those together. All right. No, let's not. <laughs> no, uh, that's fine. Uh, we can talk about both. Uh, but First Trees Number One this is written by Warren Ellis, uh, and who. Uh, you know Warren Ellis. He wrote Planetary. Yeah. yeah. I just talked to someone today. I didn't know he was. He yeah. so Moon Knight. He's really fallen out he of the comic Knight. scene. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is drawn by Jason Howard, who the only other thing I can think of that he drew was Astounding Wolfman. That's what I'm is thinking Is that of. the same guy? Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's a guy named Jason it Howard. Look it is him. It's a radically different style. Uh, but but there are similarities, too. Uh, yeah. I I assume it's the same guy. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. It looks more it like uh, Yanis Milianis. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I think it's a yeah. great choice. Which is awesome. Uh, yeah. So Trees is about um, – it's about a bunch of things that people call trees that basically land on the earth from outer space and uh, are just 
wiping out people and stealing resources from the world. And uh, the interesting thing about this, though, is this is not about when they arrive, although yeah. that kind of happens in it. But mostly this story takes place 10 years later. Yeah, and that's just like the background of what the Earth is like now. Yeah, so uh, I, I thought that was cool. I, I, the only other thing I can think of that's kind of like that is, uh, do you guys remember that book, Resurrection? Yeah. Yeah. So right. <laughs> that was the same thing. It was like 10 years after uh, the War of the Worlds. Right. Uh, that was a cool book, actually. But uh, it's an interesting thing. There's just these kind of tall poles that are in the middle of uh, basically they're like, you know, a few miles apart and they're all over the earth and there's constantly like radiation leaking out of them and yeah, they don't weird say, plants growing out of them and how, weird symbols how big everywhere. they are. Like, do they go out into no, outer not, space? No, they're not clear yet. Yeah, they're um, huge, though. They just showed up. They go into, you know, that you can't see where they end. So, um, you know, it could be one giant creature or something. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's part of the fun of this. And uh, it's it does a thing where it's, uh, it focuses on three different groups of characters. And uh, you get a good sense of a few of the characters. But then I felt like the last bit of it was a little kind of not rushed, but it felt like it ended kind of abruptly. It was like... Oh, here's some characters, and that's it. Like, it was, like, yeah. three pages or something. And, uh, I think the thing with that was uh, the very last thing they show is, like... like the people investigating They're like, this, this is going to be important. And yeah, I think yeah. the next issue will kind of focus on that. But, yeah, uh, the... Well, it kind of shows a couple... There's a third group. There's a fourth group, sorry. There's, like, these kind of slum kids in Rio. There's a politician who's trying to become mayor of New York City. And then there's a young artist in, like, a special district in China that's reserved for, like, kind of an anarchist zone around one of these trees. And then there's a group of scientists at one of the poles in the Arctic. Yeah. So I thought thought it was a cool premise. This book is awesome. Yeah. This is so my kind of book. There's robotic dogs. Yep. Yeah. And uh and they do a good job. I mean even with just a little bit of space they have cuz it it feels short, you know, cuz yeah. there's there are pages of action and then but That's then what I was saying. It feels kind of short. It uh, does. I kind of wish it was double size, but yeah. uh, it's all right. It's still great. Yeah, it's still great. It like you don't great. you're not going to walk away away from it going, "Oh, I, this was not enough." Like you'll you're just like, "I want more." I want more. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I thought uh I'm interested in what everybody is going to do in this book. Yep. And uh I'm interested in the world they set the world's up. so cool. And uh I just yeah, I thought it was well written and I had good art you know it's a good comic book so good speaking of good comic books yeah up up next up last we have stoner alien by pat alicio this is about an alien and a ninja turtle (laughs) who smoke weed smoke weed Um, and and work at a supermarket yep that's it so the cool thing about this comic is that every page is part of the comic even the cover and the back cover (laughs) it's true yeah it's it's very conservative on Mm -hmm. space but uh, I don't know. Politically, it's also very conservative. It's very conservative. Very much yeah. so. Um, you shouldn't smoke weed with aliens. Uh, uh, yeah, it's nuts. You? We shouldn't even talk about what happens in this. Yeah. But just like whatever there you, you think, <laughs> a, whatever you think a person that would make a comic about an alien and um, a Ninja Turtle smoking weed would put in their comic is in here. Yep. All my favorite parts in this come uh, when somebody says, uh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so definitely check that out. And uh, Pat Alicio is going to be here this weekend with Box Brown. Yep. There's going to be signing copies of their books. I'm going to get him to draw me in Ninja Turtle. <laughs> Do it. Nice. All right. Uh, well, that's it for the podcast, you guys. Yep. Uh, right. And, um, yeah, we're all going to go to sleep now. All right. Yes. Good night. Bye. Sweet babies. <laughs>